This will be a very short blog. It's an update in case I've stated this before on Podbean. I'm not sure. I don't think I've stated anywhere else. So anyway, for what it's worth, I'm still homeless in my car. It's still cold at night when I sleep. I gotten over the sickness I was undergoing when I, as the aftermath of or the consequences of eating something spoiled from the market. Um. <clears throat> and my diet took a great upswing, um, and all due to some kind of grace that I acquired, because I reached out and wanted to help Michael J. Fox in whatever way I could, whether or not I can uh, leave something to be desired or questioned, but nonetheless, um, I thought it through and... I posted it on a prior episode, a couple episodes back, I think, um, on uh, Nothing is Left to Chance, I think is the title. And as a consequence, I met up with this beautiful person. Oh, my God. It, it, the grace, it, it was like pay, it, payback time. And it did everything. Meeting this person as one of my clients um, did everything to upgrade my character in so many different ways. And what this particular podcast is about is one particular change, just one of the benefits that I got from meeting up with that person for a very short duration. And, uh, you know, it's not long enough to really get to know anyone, but it was enough to make my day and make my week and make my month and make this whole uh, four months now that I've been homeless in that I've had to become very rigorous in how I eat because I can't afford to fall asleep at the wheel. And as a ho as an apartment dweller, I was sloppy. At, at age 66, I was doing things I knew that was wrong for me that, I, that no, are no longer fitting. I can no longer handle, you know, digestion of starch. I, I can't digest it. And I can't even drink water. I don't have a swallow reflex for water. And all due to antifreeze poisoning 20 years ago. So what I've managed to accomplish is this. Um, <clears throat> I eat fish. I eat fruit. Everything has to be sterilized uh, or fresh. Hell, oh boy, it better be fresh or at least sterilized. So fish is something I actually have to eat. And I try to stick with the smaller fish as uh, because I don't like large animals anyway and it makes sense that Maharishi has been quoted by Charlie Lutz as saying that eat the small fish you know eat the small animals they have higher vibratory rates but I can't eat land animals because it throws me off balance and then I go into a rage I, I become intolerant of things very readily and I have a problem with that uh, tolerating my you know the imperfections of this relative world this material world that we live in so I, I, I need to stick with water um, animals. <clears throat> and so fish with a backbone um, I stick to because I'm telling you, when I was a child, I didn't mind eating. Um, in fact, I enjoyed eating uh, shrimp because there's no bones. You know, I was paranoid about getting a bone stuck in my throat because <laughs> that would happen on occasion when I was a child. Um, but now as an adult, when I eat something like that, it makes me think I'm of I'm eating an insect. And when you think about it, crustaceans are 
aquatic insects because they have no skeletal structure. They have, uh, what do you call it, uh, insects, um, an exoskeleton in which the skeleton is not on the inside, it's on the outside. And so when you see that in crab and shrimp, you know right away you're eating an insect that's adapted to life in the water. <clears throat> Be that as it may, it's not kosher, right? And it just so happens I don't like it. It makes me feel easy, queasy in, you know, chomping down on the body of uh, a dead, you know, cooked shrimp. As much as I enjoyed it as a child, I can't stand it now because it gives me images of ins that I'm eating bugs and I just can't stand that image. See, I didn't get imagery when I was younger. I just ate food, right? And it either agreed with me or it didn't. But now I get imagery on top of whether or not it agrees with my body, I get imagery. For instance, I, I can recall uh, very vividly uh, at times in the past in which I'd be sunbathing in my parents' backyard in their home when I was younger, uh, but not that much younger. I was a young a young adult or, you know, in my 30s or whatever, and somebody would be barbecuing next door a slab of beef or whatever, something red meat, that was spoiled, and so many people do this, and they don't realize they buy the meat from the market, and it's not fresh. And they cook it, and the stench that came out of there, I'm telling you, I got these images of Auschwitz and Treblinka. I could not stand the imagery of rotting carcasses of human flesh being incinerated in those huge piles that they made to incinerate them. You know, uh, horrible imagery. So anyway, <laughs> try to. So I don't, I don't touch. Anyway, that's a little off topic. So I don't deal with land animals. I deal only with fish that have a vertebrae, and it's not the highlight of my diet because, you know, at heart I'm a vegan. For thirty-five years I was a vegan. I was born into a raw food vegan family. So what the hell am I eating fish for? Because I have to stay grounded in this world. There's shitty people, shitty situations. I don't have a perfect life. I've got a challenging life. Let's put it that way. And so to meet the challenges, I have to be all together. I have to be strong enough to meet these challenges, psychologically strong enough. And that means physically to match. And so I have to eat fish whether I like it or not. You know, it's not my nature. You know, my first reaction is disgust at the flavor and the aroma and uh, touching it with the tip of my tongue. I don't like it, but I know I need it. And there are ways to make it appetizing, and I'm getting to that. So the, I need two other things in my diet that I need for health reasons, but I also need them to help me appreciate or not, or, or to tolerate, let's say, have enough compassion towards myself to tolerate eating fish. And, and the, these two items are distilled vinegar and rosemary leaf powder. Now, it's very hard to find rosemary in powdered form, but it is possible. It does exist. And not only is it a strong antioxidant, but when you start eating it in quantity, in powder form, as I did today, twice... I realized it's a protein powder. It's it that's what it is. It's leaves. You know, how do the herbivores 
the herbivores, the uh, water buffalo, the elephant, how do they get so big? Well, all they eat are plants. But they get mad. Cows, they eat grass. How do they get so big? Because they're eating, in some instances, depending on what they forage on, a high-protein food. And when you dehydrate something down, the protein value goes up. And because rosemary is so full of antioxidants, it has helped me digest protein. Now, I still don't have enough stomach acid secretion to digest starches, so I have to stay away from them, or else I get drunk because they ferment. I've got candida all over my intestinal tract. I've got candida all over the the tissue structure in between the cells of my body, making my lymphatic fluid white instead of yellow amber, like tree sap, the way it's supposed to be. So I'm still a drunk, but... I'm noticing, I'm suspecting that the uh, rosemary, the ingestion of rosemary is going to help, along with vinegar, to and the fish, to reduce the population of yeast in my body so that I can um, function more optimally. Because I woke up after just a few hours of sleep. I went to bed kind of early. I get tired early. You know, unfortunately, you know, I'm old. I'm doing a job I'm not well suited for. And I get stressed easily. It's not physically demanding, but it's stressfully demanding. And so I have to go to bed early. You know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you know, 9 at the latest, you know. So I went to bed and I only had a few hours sleep. And here I am in the middle of the night. I'm working. I'm I'm going back to work. I made a few bucks. I needed the money. Uh, Lord knows I needed it. But, um, so, those three things are the backbone of my diet, and they complement each other. The vinegar supplies the acidity that I cannot supply myself. Now, it's not to say I don't enjoy a vitamin C supplement. I actually found one that that I, I really have to endorse. It's a gummy version of vitamin C. The lozenges, nah, uh uh-uh. No, no, no. It's not because it's a gummy. It's because it has acerola cherries powder in it. So I don't do that well taking um, artificial, uh, you know, vitamin C uh, generated by the fermentation of microorganisms. It has to come from a fruit such as rose hips, acerola cherries. I actually don't like rose hips. So acerola cherries and guava. Because when they grind up rose hips, they grind up the seeds, and I don't like the seeds. It, it aggravates my system. It agitates my system. But acerola cherries and guava is a pure fruit, and when they put this acerola cherry in this uh, vitamin C gummy, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I'll have to uh, post a picture, I guess, maybe, um, or a link. Maybe I'll f- see if it's on Amazon. I got it from the health food store. Anyway, it's not important to me anymore to take vitamin C because it's just candy to me. Even though it's a vit- it's vitamin C and it's healthy, blah, blah, blah. It's, all, it's good to take vitamins, you know, whatever vitamins we think we need. But, you know, vitamin D is interesting, but it's not the backbone of my existence. The backbone is distilled vinegar, vertebrate fish, kosher fish, <laughs> and um, rosemary leaf powder. So there, I will put a link though in this podcast to 
the rosemary I found online on Amazon. I found it in small quantity organic because I like the fact that it was in a shaker bottle and then in a larger quantity, 14 ounce, at a nice, <laughs> not much more costly than the uh, two and a half ounce uh, shaker bottle. Um, <clears throat> not organic, but um, in, in what we would call consider bulk, you know, 14 ounces, kind of a bulk size. So that's the backbone of my diet. The other items I eat are the same items of interest that my father wanted us to eat when I was conceived and, and uh, before I was born, is fruits and vegetables and nuts and oily seeds. Nothing starchy, um, although I have to have everything sterile and fresh and sterile. It cannot be spoiled in any way, shape, or form, um, but that's pretty much my diet. Um, I drink a brand of uh, beverage to get me to drink. <laughs> uh, vitamin uh, water is the brand name. And uh, because I want to get it in bulk quantity to save money, a uh, 24-pack of, uh, what is it, 16 or 24-ounce bottles? I think they're 16-ounce. I have to get the blueberry uh, pomegranate, uh, and it's always the same flavor, you know. I, I don't get any, I don't see, uh, it's very hard to find that available in the 24-pack. But it's... Um, the one with zero sugar. So it's uh, sweetened with monk fruit and stevia, which I'm not very fond of stevia, you know. It's kind of weird. Monk fruit's pretty cool. It's slightly laxative. At my age, I can use the influence. But um, stevia is weird, you know. I, I just, I have to admit it. That's the way it is. It's weird. Yet, I can tolerate it. It, it doesn't do a number on my system. So I can put up with it and, hey, zero sugar, you know. I mean, if I use, if I drink the sugar version of vitamin uh, water brand of beverage, I get thirsty. I literally get dehydrated because the sugar content is too high. You know, we're supposed to be drinking water, but unfortunately, I have no salivation, no swallow reflex for water, and no stomach acidity for starch. But now that I've got rosemary leaf powder in addition to distilled vinegar in my diet, and I avoid apple cider vinegar because it has traces of alcohol. I avoid anything sweetened with honey because it has traces of alcohol. <clears throat> um, I can now appreciate digesting fish. And I need fish, apparently, to survive because I'm in a weakened condition, I'm stressed, I'm old, and... I can't handle starches anymore, which is the back, you know, grains and beans, which is the backbone of a vegan diet. I can't handle it. I have to be non-vegan in a kind of weird way. In a sense, I'm eating the way the Native Americans of Florida, they, uh, they you know, Native Americans, they, they would make a pemmican out of dried fruits, you know, berries, and things like fish that they, you know, it, it was their jerky. You know, like like we have beef jerky and turkey jerky in the supermarket. They would have fish jerky to preserve the fish, and they would blend the fish with berries when they before they dehydrated it in many instances to make a very suitable uh, mixture. And that's kind of the diet I'm on: fruits and vegetables, and uh, fish and nuts. Uh, my favorite is cashews. Uh, I love to get cashew butter. But I'm finding other nuts now. I'm venturing forth walnuts. I'm enjoying them very much. And that's what introduced me to the rosemary. 
because I, out of curiosity, I got some roasted walnuts, uh, non-salted, um, flavored with rosemary powder. I didn't think, you know, rosemary came in a powder form. And it was, it did so much for me that I thought, you know what, this is cool stuff. I have to um, get more of it. And that's what I did. So, um, anyway, that's my story. <laughs>